Hello, and welcome to a series on Ireland, where I will speak with, and probably mostly about, some incredible Irish makers. And the land herself, of course. Ireland, you absolute baller. Moving back to Ireland was a decision made very quickly in the end. I suppose you could say there was healing to be done, and my soul yearned for that to happen before my mind could move on. Any Irish person who has spent a vast number of years in the UK, or elsewhere for that matter, will understand the nerves I felt around coming home. We do things differently here. We think differently. And above anything, we talk different. For people who speak the same language, the Irish version is very different. It's how we listen to the word that's different here. There is always much more at play than the ever simple word. And those nuances can prick you when you've gotten used to being unapologetic with your use of language for communicating simply and directly. I love Ireland, but I am quick to fault with her too. Her acceptance of things she shouldn't, her use of the word sorry when it's completely unnecessary. But, my God, will you be hard pushed to meet people as genuinely lovely anywhere in the world. To not do something for another here would be an insult on ourselves. We are small. We know everybody. And so using a national radio station to list out the recent deaths in the area is just normal, as I was to rediscover recently, to my utmost surprise. My cousin Deard remembers her dad's mom being clung to the 6pm news to hear about who had recently died in her own area. Dark, you might think, but actually quite celebratory. As the Irish ferries boat I travelled on with my dad and Biggie Smalls pulled into Dublin port, I felt a powerful push of emotion. Exhausted from the build-up, unslept and travelled, I was glad my dad was there, to be honest. I needed him that day, and I haven't said that in a long, long time. Driving off the boat with that familiar cold Dublin sea air hitting my nostrils, my eyes became wet. So much to exhale. So much to inhale. I felt home. I felt a rush of anxiety. Is this the right thing? This time, is this my calling? Ireland had been calling me over the past few years, but I hadn't been ready to brace her until now. Divorced and then separated, now alone, independent, navigating my own laws, starting afresh and proud. The tiredness would quickly fade. Driving through checkpoints, the guards signalling to stop, I roll down my window. Nationality, Irish I say. Does the dog have his rabies shot, he says. Me, oh yes, as I begin to route around the glove compartment for his passport, showing the dates. Ah, there is no need for that at all, he says to me. Just tell me the date and I'll believe you. I couldn't remember the date, thus looking for the passport. And in the end, I made it up. 
Driving off into Dublin, I smiled at the trust we have in people. The Irish can read you, that much I know. And that is why, to a certain extent, we disregard words a lot of the time as a mode of communication. We sort of look at you. You'll know what I mean if it's happened to you. The older generation are particularly good at this. And my neighbour up the road, Frank, excels in this department. Aged 83, he has the look you up and down. Well, down. Not in a me too sort of way. More in a let's have a look at you now and see what you're about. Giving him a loaf for having had the heating and outdoor light on upon my arrival, he began to insist he pay for it. That's the way we are, you see. Love to give, terrible at the take. Driving around the area, Bluetooth unable to connect, I switched on the Midwest radio station. A couple of rather pleasant tunes got me into the Irish mood, but my gosh, I wasn't ready for the 30 minutes spent listing out the Midwest debts and their funeral arrangements. As a BBC Radio 6 listener, this was foreign. I couldn't quite believe just how culty we could be. Later that day, driving past two different churches and therefore witnessing at least two of the named funerals, I began to cry. That's what happens when you're invested. I think it was probably the masked mourners that made me cry more than anything, the ridiculousness of their varying colours, and in a way, the hilarity of the colour some Irish people wear to funerals. Hollywood funerals don't exist in rural Ireland. And in the end, I guess I was crying at everything. At how authentic we are as a people, how we show up for people, how the spirit and the intention are focused on, not how it looks. It seems we've gone mad for high vis whilst I've been gone. Never have I seen so many walkers in high vis vests. Twas a sunny day in Mayo. A lady out in a pink top and pair of leggings. Couldn't miss her, but still, the high vis. Fucking hell, if I start rocking out in a high vis soon, the reconversion will be complete. Absolutely gas. Running a country home feels like a job in itself. The stove has its own nuances and I've been lighting it at 5pm every evening to warm up a wet dog and bring with it some company. Preparing suppers has been nothing short of joyful with all the incredible local produce to choose from. Carrots just taste different here. I missed the smell of them. That and a flowery potato, of course. Glossary Farm, who sell their organic wares every Saturday at the market, make for a wonderful destination point. Smoke to mackerel and excellent chat from the fishmonger in the van beside them fill my belly with pastures green. He makes me smile so hard with his charm and recipe suggestions. Sinead and MJ from Glambui supplying me with the best raw milk in which to ferment my key kefir grains from my mate Sam. This must be the place making the best flat white in town paired with possibly the best damn brownie to ever enter my mouth. Conru Bakery supplying excellent blackberry balsamic vinegar and chat again of course and sourdough. 
Thomas from the gallery supplying my natural wine needs. And super value. Man, did I miss you. It's good to be back in your stores supporting Irish startups. Dips in the sea with Biggie have been cold but invigorating. Standing in the middle of the ocean as the sun set one evening, water is still, sky becoming a blush pink. I just felt as though I was walking on water as opposed to in it. It was one of those magical, biblical moments, a moment to cherish before wading back out through washed up seaweeds. The dark evenings have thrown the late eating time I generally prefer a little off kilter. The window between work finishing and dinner prep happening is harder to navigate in the darker evenings. I don't like it, to be honest, and hope to God the clocks don't go back next year. But I'm enjoying our wind downs these nights with a glass of something natural whilst dinner is on the hob, throwing more wood in the fire and listening to the wind arouse the window. And even now, I can hear myself settle into what was once home and safe and can be again. Here's to you, Ireland, you absolute baller. <laughs>